Hi, I'm John Gooding and I'm sitting with John Connor, CEO of the Climate Institute. Welcome, John. Thank you. First of all, uh, what did you make of Shorten's address generally today? Well, I think the content's the most important thing. Uh, it, we've welcomed what are stronger and more credible uh, targets that have been put on the table. Uh, these are targets which can help Australia uh, um, uh, work with other countries to achieve the goal that is bipartisan and internationally agreed of avoiding two degrees warming. And they can also, they certainly will help uh, um, put Australia if uh, implemented, uh, up with the leading developed countries who are actually taking responsibility. Uh, how does the 45% uh, target in emissions reductions look when compared with the rest of the world? Yeah, what it does do, I mean, one of the problems in what we've described, the government's targets is inadequate, their initial targets, to describe them as inadequate, be, is firstly because if other countries took that same sort of level of action, we'd be at three to four degrees warming when the government itself says it's about uh, keeping it below two degrees. Mm -hmm. But secondly, we would still be in 2030 well and above um, the highest per capita uh, polluters in the developed world and most emissions intensive economies in, in the developed world. 45% um, would get us much, much closer, and we'll be closer to the per capita terms to, like the US, uh, we'd be joining others in terms of emissions intensity. And when you think about the reality of two degrees, um, avoiding two degrees warming, that means net zero emissions. And you've got radical lefties uh, like the governor of the Bank of England, you've got radical hippies like um, the heads of the World Bank and the, and the IMF saying this is all about net zero emissions. Uh, now, um, it's a bad place for Australia to be, to be still a high carbon economy in 15 years. Uh, Shorten mentioned today accounting chicanery. Is there anything, are there any accounting tricks we should know about in reaching a 45% emissions reduction target? Yeah, look, I think what he's referring to is the government's claims uh, on Wednesday that they've made the 5% below um, 2000 level target uh, by 2020. Um, and that that's a grab bag of um, carryover from the first Kyoto period, which is from 2008 to 2012. And remember, Australia actually negotiated an increased pollution target. We didn't increase pollution by as as much as we might, and so the government is trying to carry that over into the, the targets between 2012 and 2020. Um, we've seen structural changes uh, uh, there uh, in the economy, and they're actually using some of the um, offsets achieved under the carbon pricing mechanism of the previous government. So I think there's some questions around accounting chicanery. When you come to the actual international agreement, one of the key things being discussed in Paris will be the accounting rules, and I think it's going to be very important that we have a good set of accountable uh, uh, mechanisms uh, that can help countries look at each other's efforts and actions, but also citizens in countries to look at how the, their country is performing. During Shotton's address, you asked him about the modernisation of Australia's energy industry, and particularly the, uh, the coal energy industry. What did you make of his response? Yeah, look, I think it was important to acknowledge that there's peak coal uh, is uh, a reality. Um, uh, um, he did uh, say that there needs to be a clear market mechanism for renewable energy. Not sure if it's fully clear there about the, um, the real problem that we have in the electricity sector, and that is that we have got these old clunkers uh, built uh, with hardware from the 1950s that are there, um, in particular some of the brown coal and the old black coal well, were very, basically operating much, very cheap. Uh, and so we need to be um, replacing those with clean energy if we're going to get the transition. Uh, probably even we're going to have the hope of getting the government's inadequate target, but certainly to get some of those stronger targets for 2030 that uh, uh, the ALP is talking about today.
Christopher Pine attacked the uh, target of 45% today, saying it would be the economic impact would be quite high. What do you make of his attack? Well, I think um, they're hoist on their own petard. The government's own uh, economic modelling for its own target, uh, conducted by Warwick McKibben at ANU, highlighted the, exactly the range, and I think ALP have been cautious in this regard, why they've gone for the 45% reduction by 2030, which is actually the lowest end of the Climate Change Authority's recommendation by then, because Warwick McKibben uh, actually looked at the impacts of those uh, um, in terms of a straight and pretty conservative cost basis. Now, if the ALP did it as they say they will with international permits, the economic cost would be exactly the same as 26% without international units, which is currently government policy not to have those international units. Even if you don't, there's less than half of 1% difference there. Uh, so I think that's a pretty thin attack and frankly easily re repulsed by pointing back to the government's own report. Uh, politically, how do you think the speech will impact uh, the next election? Do you think it will become a major talking point? Then, or? Well, look, um, Climate Institute is now uh, 10 years and I've been there for most of that and it's been a pretty roller coaster ride. And uh, um, I think uh, I mean, our own polling is like the Lowy Institute's polling where um, we've seen a rebound in um, uh, our citizens' concern about climate change but also their support for modernisation and cleaning up the power sector and the economy and very strong support for solar and wind. Look, whether it's going to be a pivot point, I don't know. It'll de depend on a number of things, um, including the popularity of the current Prime Minister. But um, um, uh, who knows what will happen in world and other events. We will be, there will be a backdrop of China building its national emissions trading scheme. Uh, we, we are in the grips of an El Nino already um, seeing uh, far more extreme weather uh, and uh, events and so what some of the predicted extra impacts such as coral bleaching and other things does to the, the national conversation remains to be seen. John Connor, thanks for your time. Thank you.